a brand new week here on Mountain Bike Talk SA into week seven uh, of the show. And uh, this week, the talk around mountain bike circles has all got to do with the Mountain Bike World Cup that's taking place in Pietermaritzburg this weekend. And that's pretty much what we chat on the show this week as well. Uh, I was lucky enough to catch up with Max Kluwer, who's going to be commentating down at the event. He knows uh, all the athletes, who to look out for, uh, as well as who he reckons the contenders are. We look from a South African perspective to uh, some of the big names that you can look forward to seeing this weekend at the Cascades Mountain Bike Park down in Maritzburg. Uh, yep, from myself, Brad Brown, thanks for joining us this week. Also on the show, I caught up with Charles Roberts, who's the chairman of the KZN Mountain Biking Association. Uh, and the last few weeks here on the show, just been getting so many great things said about KZN Mountain Biking, uh, about some of the great work they're doing down there. And I thought I'd, I'd sort of pick his brain a bit and see if, if maybe other unions or provinces could learn a little bit about what KZN is doing. And, and maybe they can duplicate that in their province and, and hopefully let's grow the sport nationally because uh, we are definitely on an upward trend, I think. We're creating some great athletes. We've got some great events and uh, we should be dominating uh, the world of mountain biking across all fields, across country downhill the work so uh yeah looking forward to this week's show also before i get into it i just want to say a very big thank you a couple of weeks ago i asked you to head on to itunes if you use the platform to download this podcast and just give us a review uh, and if you could take a few minutes uh just couple of words what you think of the program and so far we're sitting on eight five-star reviews which is fantastic uh, going in from, you know, SSP that says a real, uh, really world-class show hitting straight into the core themes of mountain biking. The guests on the show are really interesting and the content totally relevant. You know, thank you so much. Really do appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to leave that review. Don't forget as well, if you want to as well, all you have to do is just go over to iTunes and uh, search for Mountain Bike Talk SA. That's MTB Talk SA, and you too can leave a review as well. And the easiest way to access this thing is through iTunes. Even if you don't have an Apple, uh, what you can do is just download it onto your PC uh, and set it up and then subscribe. And then every time we release a new program, it gets uh, downloaded direct to your machine. It is that easy. You don't even have to think about it. So uh, let's get straight into this week's show. As always, if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at MTB Talk SA on Twitter, or you can like us on Facebook. Just search for MTB Talk SA. Let's get straight into it. First interview, Max Kluwer. <music> This last week down in Peter Maritzburg at uh, the Cascades, phenomenal, phenomenal week of mountain biking. We were chatting about it on the show here uh, last week and actually the week before as well. And uh, I wanted to sort of get a bit of a taste of, of what happened with all the age groupers. Also give you uh, a bit of a preview as to what you can expect this coming week with all the elites taking to that course. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Max Clue onto the show. Uh, Max is the sort of head commentator uh, down there over the two weeks of Worlds. Max, welcome on to Mountain Bike Talk SA. Thanks for, for your time today. Absolutely, Brad. Good to be a part of it. And uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, getting the message out to the rest of South Africa. How's the voice feeling after the weekend, first of all? Yeah, you know, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I commentate all over the world, but, uh, you know, when you, when you get an opportunity to commentate your own, own country and you commentate your own athletes, you know, the South Africans are all very proud of, uh, being sappers and, uh, it, you definitely do lift the decibel a little bit. So the throat's a little bit tender this morning. I've got two days to recover until we hit the mainstream, uh, elite world champs, uh, come Wednesday. Cool. Let, let's talk about those uh, those age groupers that raced this past weekend. Gee, I was following the results really closely uh, from up here in Joburg, and we did so well as as a nation, didn't we? 
Absolutely. You know, South Africa really is a very, very strong mountain biking nation and uh, certainly uh, a lot of weekend warriors, but, you know, a lot of people uh, never get the opportunity to race at a world championship and having it in your backyard, you know, we obviously got a lot of really strong guys and girls coming out of the closet and putting in some training towards the world championships. And look, it really paid off. You know, I think something like 63 medals up for grabs over the weekend. Um, 26 of those went to South Africa. Uh, 10 golds, uh, 7 silvers and 9, nine bronze. So really, uh, you know, top of the medals table over the weekend. And, and that's uh, a very, very proud place to be for South Africa leading into this week. Flip Max, that's, that's such a great performance. I mean, often at, at World Champs, I, I say often, it, it's probably always the case that wherever you go for a World Champs, when it comes to the age groupers, the host nation always has the most competitors. But the guys that come out from the international countries, especially to a place like South Africa, because let's, let's be honest, South Africa is not close to anything. Uh, the guys that actually come out are really, really competitive, and they're not going to waste their time if they don't think they can get a medal. Uh, and, and, and for us to do that well, it's a blimmin' good performance. Yeah, you're 100% right, Brad. You know, I was speaking to the one guy. Um, he was from Venezuela. He was he won the 70-plus age group, so 70 to 75 age group. And he has been on the podium at a world championship anywhere in the world for the for last 40 years. Mm-hmm. So just imagine the lifestyle that this guy's led and, and the training that he's had to put in over the last 40 years. He hasn't missed a world championship. And uh, incredible, you know, just to see that, that going on. So certainly, yes, South Africa did have a lot of guys and girls coming and taking part and making up some good numbers close on 600 athletes across the Masters event Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But as you say, the nations coming out are very, very strong. You know, people think masters and they think old bullies, but it's actually not that. You know, there's, there's categories with a five-year age gap starting from 30 to 34, 35 to 39, 40 to 44, and so on and so on. So these guys sitting in those categories are still incredibly strong athletes. So for South Africa to do so well is, is really, really good. Yeah, that's that's my strategy because I'm pop, proper useless on a mountain bike. My strategy at, at a Worlds is to outlive everyone in my age group and then and then I'll go win a medal. <laughs> very clever. Very clever, my son. <laughs> Max, tell me, tell me a little bit about some of the performances. I mean, I heard stories about dislocated jaws, and who are some of the standout riders from a South African perspective this weekend? Look, um, incredible stories being told out there. And obviously, you know, this is a world championship. So obviously a world championship course was set. And, uh, you know, if you want to be the best in the world, you've got to perform in any course. It doesn't matter whether it's snow or shine or rain or, or, or whatever it is, you know. So I think that's very exciting. And, and, and the course... You know, is is set by the UCR, the United Cycling International. They the guys that obviously give the specification on the course. And our master track builder here in South Africa, the man put up with that big job is a guy called Nick Flores. Um, they call him Big Ring Nick, and he's done an absolutely incredible job getting um, a round of applause at the riders' briefing because the guys just really, really love the course that much. So really a good place to be. Um, but looking at some of the key performances, I mean, where do I start? You know, the guys across the board were clinical. Um, let me just uh, take you through the ladies first of all. Um, the ladies are really uh, in the downhill. Let's talk downhill first. Really good to see South Africans on the podiums there in the women 30 to 39. Catherine Faree was third place there. Um, in the ladies 40 to 49, Rita Olafir was the winner there in a time of five hours 20. Gina Nixon from South Africa in second place. So that really a great, great result. Um, going to the uh, cross country, um, which basically pretty much happened on Saturday and Sunday. Incredible results there. Um, in the men's 30 to 34, really competitive. Uh, Jan Bittar from South Africa, a second place. Um, Dion Froneman from South Africa, a fourth place there. 
uh, winning at the world champion from last year, a guy from Italy, Fabio Zampisi. So really, really cool there. Um, but if we look at some of the big results from the weekend, you know, obviously Andrew McLean from Cycle Lab, um, a fantastic uh, ambassador for the sport of mountain biking in South Africa. And uh, if we have a look at the guys that he went up against, um, you look at the 45 to 49 age group, the winner there from the Netherlands, a guy called Patrick Jansen. But Andrew McLean bringing home a bronze medal, South African Shan Wilson, a silver medal, um, and uh, having uh, three, four South Africans in the top uh, 10, incredible results. Yeah, that, that's just superb. We had Andrew on the show here probably three weeks ago, I think, just to chat about how he felt uh, his chances. And he was saying he, he would be over the moon if he came close to a podium. So uh, he must yeah. be very, very chuffed with that bronze as well. So, yeah, it, it was a, a great performance. And, and, I mean, Shan as well, I, I heard uh, with a dislocated jaw, came off, ended up passing Andrew and finished in second. Absolutely. You know, we all know Shan Wilson as a can-do sort of guy. And, uh, you know, when he puts his mind to something, he really is an incredible athlete. So great results for him. Also in the women, 40 to 44, Natalie Bergstrom from South Africa, KZN based. She took the ladies' title there. Um, and second place, Lynn van Bredaar, also from South Africa. So great results there. Uh, women 30 to 34, Nadine Cahill, the topper pilot from Durban, had a great ride winning there ahead of uh, Hungarian Esther Day, third place South African Ginny Bomford Dreyer, obviously married to Martin Dreyer, the Doozy King. So uh, really good to see Ginny putting in a great result there. And then women 35 to 39, Genevieve Weber winning there for South Africa. So some amazing, amazing results from the guys. I must say, one of the notable performances from the weekend, Nico Fitzmaier from Cape Town, uh, really putting in a fantastic result um, in the men 40 to 44. He really just killed the field. And then in the men's 55 to 59, Paul Furbank uh, from the Toyota Cycle Lab team out of Toburg, Racing for South Africa. First place there for him and third place to Kim Phillips uh, from Peter Maritzburg. So really just across the board, very, very proud of the South Africans and uh, certainly uh, stepping down the gauntlet uh, for our elite athletes come this week. Yeah, the, the pressure is firmly on. Uh, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. The focus now shifts to those elites. Uh, and, and there's some big names taking part. I mean, the, the biggest of all and, and probably with the most expectation on his shoulder, Greg Minar, we chatted to him here on, on Mountain Bike Talk SA as well. And, and the funny thing is, I mean, Cascades is on, on, on Greg's back doorstep practically from, from home. And he was saying he actually doesn't like riding there lots because it, feel, it feels to him that he, he doesn't feel sharp and, and, and he gets too familiar with it, so he doesn't ride well. So he wants to go into it really fresh and hasn't ridden it much. 100%. You know, so good to have Greg back in the country. I mean, he just is a, is a phenomenon. I don't know if people appreciate just how good he is. He's been racing overseas for the last 12 years. Um, there's no one in the world that is more decorated than Greg on the World Cup and World Championship podium. He won the World Championships in Leo Gang, Austria last year. I was there on the finish line bringing him home. His last World Championship, he won in 2003. So 2003 to 2012, that's a nine-year span. Uh, during that time, he's had over 65 podiums. He's had 17 World Cup wins. He's an absolute phenomenon. 32 years old, he's looking fitter, stronger than he ever has. Uh, I was with him last week at the launch of his new uh, Greg Minar cycle store close to Cascades, an incredible new shop, and he's just looking on top of the world. You know, it's a lot of pressure on him uh, going in. Uh, obviously, an opportunity to be in that magic uh, three number for winning three world championships. Another man that has done that is Sam Hill. And incidentally, 
uh, Sam Hill from Australia. Both him and Greg were looking really good this year. Greg ranked three in the world at the moment. Sam Hill ranked four in the world at the moment. So they both really on good shape coming into into Peter Marisberg. And of course, for Greg, you know, exactly right. He, he goes by feel. He loves riding with instinct. He feels that if he rides the course too many times, he tends to overthink things a bit. And uh, he really likes to just ride by instinct. And, and that's done him well in the past. And uh, come Sunday, he'll be the last man down the mountain Sunday afternoon. The crowds will be on the slopes of Cascades Mountain Bike Park. And the, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely incredible. I can't wait. Yeah, it is. I mean, just thinking about it now, I get excited and, and wish I was going to be there. But Max, there are a couple of other elites as well that are taking part and, and a couple of the under-23s as well that have, have got very good chance. Who, who's some of the other South Africans to look out for that you think have, have got a good shot at a medal? Yeah, look, on the downhill side, obviously Needles, Andrew Nettling, uh, Cape Town-based Andrew racing overseas, always doing an incredible job. He's always dangerous when he gets a good run together. He's ranked top 20 in the world at the moment in the elite men on the downhill. But going into the... Um, you know, if we look at the cross-country, uh, going into the cross-country uh, this week on Saturday, um, obviously we fresh off an Olympic year. The Olympic Games in London, massively successful. The race at the Olympic Games, incredible uh, spectator value for that and, and ranked about, uh, amongst the top five watched events at the Olympic Games last year. So cross-country uh, on the Olympic side for mountain biking, very popular and it's very fan-friendly. But, you know, the man to beat, of course, will be Nino Schuter from Switzerland. You know, the 26-year-old world champion from last year. He's been killing it this year on the on the circuit. He actually arrives in South Africa in Peter Marisburg this afternoon at quarter to five. I'm doing a talk with him and uh, his uh, teammate from the Scott team, uh, Florian Fugel. We're doing a couple of interviews with him tomorrow night. But such a gentleman of the sports and, and really, really on the top of his game. He's been really looking to, to get that 2013 title after just missing out the Olympic gold medal to Yaroslav Kulov, a specialized racer from the Czech Republic who took the gold in, in, in London with, with Nino taking the, the silver. But looking at that as well, the Times Olympic champion, of course, Julian Epsilon from France winning in 2004 and 2008. He is in the form of his life at the moment. And I'm not going to be surprised if he really is the man to watch come uh, next week with Nino Shooter. I think it's going to come down to that battle. I think it's going to be very exciting. Again, you know, we've got South African Philip Bass. He went to the Olympic Games last year with the, the late Barry Stunder. Uh, he's ranked 24 in the world at the moment. He knows this course backwards and home ground advantage on a course like this is critical. So Philip Bass in the elite men's category is certainly someone to watch. I think our biggest chances, as you said, is the under-23s this year. You know, the under-23s, Mariska Strauss and Candice Mettling, both ranked in the top 10 at the world at the moment from South Africa. Looking at the weather predictions for Friday, looks like we might have a bit of rain. That certainly suits Mariska Strauss. She loves wet conditions, and she performs at Cascades back-to-back all the time. In the mid under-23, though, if you look at the likes of James Reed from South Africa, Rourke Cruiser from South Africa, Brendan Davids from South Africa, Luke Roberts from South Africa, these guys are all, all strong riders. And uh, any one of them can come through and hopefully take a top 10, but possibly even a podium opportunity for them. So exciting times. Obviously, the uh, event gets started off on uh, Wednesday this week with the team uh, Relay, where one person from each of the categories, one lady and three men get chosen to represent the team relay with one lap of the course. It's a nice way to open up the proceedings and give everyone a sort of uh, goal or, or look at lap-wise on what we can expect come Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then, of course, the Thursday proceedings is the juniors and some very strong junior ladies from South Africa, Bianca Hall, and obviously uh, the daughter of Glenn Hall from the uh, Subaru um, Sonic to see or now NetBank Sonic to see. 
Um, really, she is in great form. And junior men, uh, Alan Hatley and Dylan Rebella from South Africa, really in great form. I'm, I'm expecting some big things, top 10 positions from both of them. Geez, Max, I hear you talking about all those youngsters, the under-23s as well. South African mountain biking's in, in good shape with, with some, some big names coming through, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I think the big thing is the guys are starting to get it right. It's been taken more serious. Obviously, cross-country is very serious with regards to the professionalism involved. No longer can you go and win races on talent alone. You know, the science behind the sport, um, guys like Dr. Jerome Swart putting in really good work behind the scenes with the athletes as well. I know they were at a high-performance camp not so long ago. So certainly the attitude of the athletes is, if I want to race overseas and if I want to go to Olympic Games, I have to step it up. I have to do the homework, and I then also have to let my legs do the talking come Yeah, and that's probably one thing I love about mountain biking. I think as a federation compared to all other sporting federations, I mean, you look at athletics at the moment and what a shambles that's in uh, with regards to the world champs that's just happened in Moscow. Uh, I think mountain biking is... is <laughs> you can't even compare the two, to be dead honest. But uh, as far as the spectator side of things go, I mean, if, you, if you're in KZN this week, uh, can you get down there to Cascade and, and watch it? Absolutely. Cascades Mountain Bike Park, just off the back of Cascades uh, Shopping Centre, an incredible venue. And obviously uh, the team from KZN Mountain Biking just doing such a fantastic job there. We spoke about the administration behind the sports in South Africa and, and really, you know, the general manager, uh, Mike Bradley, in attendance this week. We saw Brett Coates, the head of uh, the uh, Mountain Biking South Africa there as well. I know the president of Cycling South Africa, William, is coming up this week. But really good people in good places, passionate mountain bikers. They're in the sport themselves. Themselves. Both Mike Bradley and Brett Coates also taking part in the Masters themselves, so living and, and walking the talk and, and, and getting things done. But uh, yeah, I mean, very easy spectators. You can, uh, it's obviously uh, entry from Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the gate, obviously online and pre bookings have now closed. But at the gate, 100, 110 rand a ticket. Um, if you're under six, it's free. And certainly uh, expecting anything from, I would say, 50 to 80,000 spectators this weekend. We've got close on 300 international media out. So next to the Olympic Games, this is the second biggest mountain biking event in the world. Don't forget, though, that we also have the cross-country eliminator, which is very short, fast, and incredibly good to watch. And then, of course, what they call the mountain bike trials, the first time ever in South Africa where these obstacles are set and the riders on both the 20-inch and 24-inch bikes have to get their bicycles through these incredible obstacles which have been built through the river habitat in front of the Virgin Active at the venue. That's going to be at night. There's going to be great atmosphere there and uh, that really is going to get people in South Africa to actually really appreciate the skill set of, of some of these athletes. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've never actually watched a, a mountain bike trials, I've, I've, seen, I've seen some online, I've seen some on telly. It is superb. What those guys and girls can do on bicycles is frightening. So yeah, definitely go check that out as well. Max, one of I mean you mentioned his name early on, uh one of the big uh, absentees and it's going to it's a huge loss that he's not there, the late Barry Stunder. Uh, I spoke to Greg about it and he wants to go out there and perform for Barry, but I think a lot of the South Africans are going to be going and 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 trying their heart out for for someone who should be there and and should have been winning a medal this weekend. Absolutely. You know, Barry just such a, a role model and hero, a good friend as well. Uh, sadly taken from us at the beginning of the year, but there's a, there's a good vibe around, you know, Barry and, and, and obviously at the, um, at 
the venue, Cascade Monobike Park, there's a memorial garden that's been put up in place. A lot of people wearing the hashtag I ride for Barry armbands and also wrist bangles. So even though he's not with us, I can tell you he's in our thoughts and prayers. He's going to be with us. He's going to be with the riders on their bicycles on the day. His family very involved. I know his dad had a very good fourth place yesterday uh, in the men's uh, category 50 to 54. His uh, brother, Dwayne Sunder, taking part as well. And uh, look, there are a lot of very hungry athletes out there ready to go out and, and do big things. And, and that's all because of Barry Sunder. You know, Barry Sunder is just such an icon in the community, a fantastic guy, taken too early, but uh, remembered. And uh, we hope that this weekend we can honor him with some big results from South Africa. Too true. Couldn't agree more, Max. And, and I mean, a lot of those youngsters that are coming through, it's because of someone like Barry that they've looked up to and, and just seen him uh, sort of racing on, on the, uh, at the top level. And, and they want to be just like Barry. And that's, that's what they're doing now. So, uh, Max Kluwer, thank you so much. It's been awesome catching up. Thanks for, for letting us know what happened this weekend with, uh, with the age groupers. And, and yeah, hopefully we can chat uh, again soon during the elites and, and, and find out what happened. And, and, and let's talk about a really good medal haul as well. That'll be good, wouldn't it? Sure, well, catch up with me during the week. Remember to follow it on Twitter at Mountain Bike World 2013. The Twitter feed, very strong, over 2,000 people on that already. The Facebook page, uh, UCI Mountain Bike World Champs 2013, over 4,000 people in that community. And then all the information for you will be on the mtbworldchamps.co.za website. So it's all there for you. If you're not going to be there, follow it live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. Also, remember, live on redbull.com. TV during the main events come the weekend. So don't miss it. It's an easy stream. It's a great stream and you can really get the vibe and the feel of the whole event. Brilliant. Max, what I'll do is I'll put all those links as well for the Twitter and, and, and Facebook page uh, as well as the links to, to stream it on the weekend. So thanks again for chatting and we'll catch up soon. Good one. Thanks so much. Go well. Cheers, Brad. Well, over the last few weeks here on the show, we've been chatting about mountain biking, particularly down in the Peter Maritzburg area with the Mountain Bike World Champs taking place. And a lot has come out about all the good things that KZN Mountain Biking are doing. And I wanted to find out uh, from the horse's mouth, uh, so to speak, about what KZN Mountain Biking are doing differently from the other sort of provinces around the country. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome on to the show today, Charles Roberts. Charles, welcome on to the show. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us. Thank you, Brad. It's an absolute pleasure. Charles, time and time again, I, I kid you not, every single interview I've done about mountain bike world champs, everybody is just singing KZN Mountain Biking's praises. What are you guys doing down there that's working so well? <laughs> Brad, first of all, I'm only the chairman of the KZN Mountain Biking Commission, um, and I'm actually honored to be working with such a professional bunch of people who are passionate, committed to the core, volunteers, um, who makes things happen. So, so quite honestly, I'm going to take absolutely no credit for what happens in KZN, except to say that I'm just the chairman of the commission, and it's an absolute privilege to be able to hold that family together. Um, please excuse the noise in the background. I'm actually at an airport about to catch a plane. No, no worries. But, but Charles, I mean, you say you're the chairman, and it's all about the people around you. Is it just about the people that, that you've managed or, or, or that, that are involved in, in KZN mountain biking that, that are just doing great things? Or have you got programs and systems in place that, that are just making all the difference? Okay. Brad, there's a whole lot of things. Like any successful business, um, there's a lot of moving parts that have to work um, in a well-oiled manner in order for the thing to function properly. You know, often a huge machine will, will fail when there's one cog broken. So essentially, 
um, we really think that we have a, a pretty well-oiled and smooth machine. We have, every now and again, we have issues and we resolve them. And we have had outsiders sitting in on our commission meetings and come away from those meetings being absolutely astounded at the way in which things are handled, where everyone seems to pull together and where there are points of difference, they, there's no argy-bargy or fighting. So from, so from the first point of view, everyone feels as though they belong to a family. Um, secondly, it's a privilege to serve on the KZN Mountain Biking Commission. We don't co-op people. people uh, there are people that would serve at the drop of a hat. We could name 10 people that would come onto the commission tomorrow and serve. Um, we have full portfolio, so we don't need that. Um, when I look around me um, at, in other parts of the country, I know that my counterparts, many of them struggle to get people to help them. So um, uh, I, I think the principle of creating a family, running a, a commission with volunteers is very different to running a business, uh, which is something I do as well. And the whole approach and strategy is completely different. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, we have good terrain. We have a lot of very committed event organizers. We have got the lion's share of the best commentators in the country. We have um, an enormous number of events. And we've got to critical mass with our riders in that uh, iron sharpens iron and riders sharpen riders. So, um, so we have a lot of very, very good cyclists in this province who are friends. They ride together. They train together. And the level of competition is intense and it's fierce on the field. They're friends off the field, but it's intense on the field. So there's a number of things that work together. Um, the other thing, of course, is that we have uh, one commission over here. You know, provinces like Gauteng and the Western Cape are fragmented, and they are in a position where they are, I, I think, and I don't want to talk out of turn, I think they're struggling to get cohesion where they are synergized, um, whereas in KZN, we don't have that problem. Uh, so, you know, Brad, there's a lot of things that actually work in our favor, um, but there's other things such as uh, people like Della Paul, who's been on the commission for 10 years. What she has forgotten, I still have to remember. And uh, she has unbelievable ability to plan forward. Um, she made sure that we trained up 13 new commissaires, for instance, for the trials uh, for the World Champs coming up. That's happening now this week. Um, she did that six months ago. And those commissaires were all in action at the motorcycle foot-ups to get practice. So she organizes things to make sure that things go well. She's also very involved at a CSA level, understands the administration of the sport very, very well. She had a highly competitive son. He's no longer competitive. Um, that's Craig. So she understands the sport at all levels. Um, so people like Della are absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. Their goal. Um, you know, we've got Nigel Hicks, who's the downhill course designer. He sits on the commission as well. He's current world champion in his age group, 30 to 35, which is fantastic. Uh, we've got a lot of commissioners. I can't call them all out by name, but um, uh, it, it just works, Brad. It just works. I, I think one of the things I, I'm getting out of what you're saying, though, Charles, is is a lot of the people that are involved on this commission are people who are passionate about the sport. They're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it for, for the good of the sport. And so often, and it's not just in mountain biking, I think it's in all sporting federations across the country, is there's too many administrators who are in it for themselves and not the sport. So I think what you guys are doing is amazing there. And you also talk about the riders, that you, you're producing some world-class riders. But something else that's come out... Uh, uh, from everybody that I've spoken to about the worlds that are taking place in Maritzburg right now is about that Cascades Cycle Park and just the quality of that facility. 
And I was blown away. I've never ridden it. But somebody said to me the other day, and I think it might have been Gerald DeCock. He said to me, do you know that it is free to go and ride there? Anytime you want to go, it is free. And, and I, Charles, for me, that's just mind-boggling that you guys can have such a, a great facility. And, and yes, fair enough, you, you, you are producing the great athletes. But it's facilities like that that allow those athletes to train and get to world class and race each other. How do you guys, yes. as, a, as, a, as a commission, sort of have a... a a facility like that, like where? Let me let me put the question to you this way: How can other mm. provinces do something similar where they're from? Whether it be Gauteng, whether it be Western Cape, to provide a great, great place for for riders to come and ride and and sharpen their skills. Uh, okay, Brad, I think I think you answer lies in the fact that we have good relationships with the municipality. Um, we also are blessed to have Alec Lenferno, who organises all these World Cups and World Champs, living in our province. And he has done a lot to solicit funding from provincial government and other sources. And uh, we use Cascades, which is the UCI-approved ground. They like it. They want it. Um, so all of those things work together in our favor. Having said that, we have Nick Flores, the, the course designer and builder. He's also one of our commissioners, a very humble man, um, but uh, has huge stature in a cycling commission. And he, um, one of his responsibilities is to maintain Cascades. So he has a whole team of people that swarm over the place just about every single day of the year, making sure that it's in a fit and safe and clean and well-trimmed condition. So look, it does cost us some money. Um, and, um, you, you know, but we feel that it's worth it um, because at the heart of everything is the rider. We want to make sure that our riders get the best deal. So I think we're blessed to have Cascades. We also have another facility in Lahi Park in Pinetown, which is a development facility. And uh, we've got a beautiful uh, four-and-a-half, five-kilometer cross-country track down there with magnificent buildings and facilities. And that's our training ground. And we've got a lot of PDI riders coming through that facility as well. So we've got some structures in place. We've also got a very, very strong um, school series building right now. We, uh, it's really increased dramatically over the last uh, year and got some strong riders coming through from that facility or, or from that series as well. And there's a lot of hugely committed parents that are busy working with the commission, with representation on the commission, but they've got a complete subcommittee. And these guys are all fathers, businessmen, they articulate, they are committed, they're passionate, they know what they're doing. And um, so I think there are just so many parts of this machine, Brad, that work together. It's hard for me to say. Yeah. As I said, I'm be the chairman, really and truly. No, no, no. It sounds amazing. And you talk to those committed parents. You're at the airport now heading back to KZN. Your son's racing this weekend. Tell us tell us a little bit yes. more. Yes, he's racing the under-23s. Uh, male, um, I've just been on the phone to him. He said that the course is absolutely difficult. It's been made harder and harder. They've dug out a lot of the sand between some of the rocks and things. So, And when he says it's difficult, I know it's difficult because <laughs> he's quite a technical rider. <laughs> but he's in a bunch of guys that, you know, Brandon David's, uh, Travis Walker, there's um, Gert Haynes, uh, uh, Raw Cruiser, James Reed, all those guys, Honor de Toy, all those guys are so competitive and so good. And on any one day, you know, you can get a winner from any of those lots. So um, it's a fantastic bunch of young guys coming through, and their times are hugely comparable to our elite riders. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased. I have to tell you that on our commission, uh, last week we had the Masters, we had three riders on our commission actually racing, which is quite fantastic. With myself, uh, Nigel Hicks, 
and Willie Pelter, our treasurer. So all of us uh, uh, pulled our weight and entered and, ran, and rode the Masters. So that was quite good too. I, I think that says a lot about what you guys are doing down there, Charles. I, 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 yeah, I, I loved <laughs> chatting to you. I appreciate your time. I think mountain okay, biking great. in South Africa could learn a hell of a lot from what you guys are doing. Keep doing what you're doing because we, we're loving it. And, and yeah, just Thank you. keep those results coming. We do appreciate everything you're doing down there in KZN. Thank you, Brad. Much appreciated and you take care. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks a lot to our two guests today, Charles Roberts and Max Kluwer. Really do appreciate uh, you guys taking time to chat to us. I'll put those relevant links on our uh, website as well. If you want to follow uh, KZN Mountain Biking on Twitter or if you want to fact, uh, follow Max as well, you can. All you have to do is get over to mtbtalksa.co.za forward slash seven. Uh, that's where you'll get the show notes for this program and you can get those links as well. So from myself, Brad Brown, before I head off, don't forget as well, you can follow us on Twitter at mtbtalksa. You can like us on Facebook as well. Just uh, search for us or you can pop me an email, podcast at mtbtalksa.co. I love hearing from you and uh, been getting some great feedback over the last few weeks. So if there's anyone you'd like me to interview or perhaps uh, chat to or pick their brain, please do send an email through. I love, love hearing from people who listen to the show. And also tell me where you're listening to it uh, from anywhere in the world. Most of our listeners come from South Africa, but we do have a, a pretty big listenership abroad as well. So do be in touch. I look forward to receiving those emails from you. And as always, if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment to leave us a review or uh, give us a star rating on iTunes, it'll be much appreciated. What that does is it just helps other people find this resource. And if you love the sport of mountain biking, uh, let's share this information with uh, anyone and everyone who may be interested. I'd really do appreciate that because uh, that's exactly how we grow the show. It's just through word of mouth. So until next week, from myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a great one, and we'll chat then. Cheers. Cheers.